Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Monday, October the 2nd, 2023, the Feast of the Guardian Angels. Also the second, I'm sorry, the 26th Monday in Ordinary Time. Our gospel today is from, our reading is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. The disciples approached Jesus and said, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child over, placed it in their midst, and said, Amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one child, such as this in my name, receives me. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that their angels in heaven always look upon the face of my heavenly Father. So I love this reading. It's Jesus, first of all, clearly telling us about our guardian angels and clearly telling us what they do. He tells us a lot about them. And he threatens all of us. <laughs> I, I don't know why I love getting threats from God because we know how loving he is. I mean, that's the thing. We, we often don't. We, we think of God as this. Well, what do we think of him as? We, we align, for those of us that have been raised Catholic and Christian, we very often align our image of God with some strict person in our childhood. So the way that our teacher or our parent or this one or that one used to scream at us, well, that's how God is. And God's going to send us to hell if we mess up, just like you have to sit in the penalty box if you run next to the pool or whatever. You get a bad grade or you get a detention at school. The reality is God sent his son, Jesus, to save us from our sins. He loves us. He embraced the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the public sinners. And he loves children more than anything, so he wants us to be as childlike as we can be. He does not want us to harm children. We could give a whole separate sermon today on how so many children are being harmed in our world today, and always have been, but today it's just so crazy, and a lot of people don't want to acknowledge what's happening between the sex trafficking and abortion and just the breakdown of family life. Do, do people understand every time they have promiscuous sex, there is a really good chance a child is going to come from that who is not going to be born into a family and surrounded and be surrounded by love and the attention that that child needs. So when people engage in promiscuity, that right there could be a moment in which there's one more child now that's going to be miserable. There's one more child that's going to have psychological problems, in addition to all the others that are out there today. People are selfish, and they're not thinking of all the different people that they could affect by their actions, especially children, and especially when we get into things like abortion. They just want to call it other things. But that's not the sermon for today. <laughs> we have this one day to acknowledge our guardian angels. A couple days ago, we acknowledged the archangels. Now we're acknowledging the guardian angels. They are the ninth choir of angels. And even though they are the lowest choir, they are powerful. They are more powerful than the devil. And they get more powerful to the degree that we pray to them. We feed them with our prayers and they get stronger. Uh, 
at least if anybody ever saw the book, uh, Send Me Your Guardian Angel by Padre Pio. I'm not sure exactly if Padre Pio wrote this book, but it's filled with things that he said. He used to see his guardian angel. He used to talk to his guardian angel. And it's actually quite entertaining, but also very spiritually moving, very powerful. The angel used to tell him, well, no, the angel used to appear when the devil would attack. But over time, Padre Pio just kept getting stronger and stronger spiritually. And sometimes when the Padre Pio was getting attacked, the angel would appear and just watch. And Padre Pio would say, aren't you going to help me? And the angel would say, oh, you're doing just fine. Keep at it. Fight him. And he would yell at his angel and the angel would say, well, no, you have to develop your spiritual muscles as well. You have to get stronger. But they had a beautiful friendship. They forged a tight bond. Padre Pio is one of the very rare people in the history of the world that could just regularly see the spiritual life, the supernatural, even as a child. Padre Pio thought it was strange that other people didn't have the same vision that he had for the supernatural. So he used to talk a lot about sending his guardian angel to other people and praying to the guardian angel of the other person that he was dealing with. Now, let's just ponder this for a moment. If you're having a struggle with a person, maybe it's your boss at work, maybe it's your child, maybe it's a student in school that you're teaching, anybody, maybe it's Joe Biden, maybe it's Donald Trump, (laughs) pray to their guardian angel. Guardian angels love us, and their assignment from The father in heaven is to take care of this one person. So we don't just have the opportunity to pray to our own guardian angels. We can pray to the guardian angels of other people. So we can say, like, if you know you have a really tough encounter that's coming up, a meeting at work, a meeting with a family member, pray beforehand to your guardian angel and their guardian angel and ask them to get together and pray together for this upcoming meeting. And you know what? It's never been known to fail. I always have the best outcomes when I do that. Why do I not remember to do that all the time? I do pray to my guardian angel a lot. I love my guardian angel, and I wanted to tell you a story about my guardian angel. Um, I really, I think I have lots of stories about my guardian angel because I'm always praying to him, although they don't have a gender. We could say him or her, but I say him because <coughs> we need that you know, personal identity to have that relationship. And heaven, will will see the bigger picture, so we'll get it and it'll be easier for us. But for now, yes, we talk to our guardian angels. We strive to listen, but sometimes they don't speak to us. Sometimes they can speak to us in dreams, but sometimes they speak to us just by how they respond to our prayers. Things go extremely well because we prayed to our guardian angel. They're ready to intercede for us. They're waiting right there for us to empower them with our prayers. This is how the church works. There's lots and lots of intercession going on between people on earth and between us and souls that are in a state of grace, eternal grace in heaven with Jesus, with the Father. As Jesus tells us, our angels constantly behold the face of the Father, and yet there are angels. They're praying for us, and they're so powerful that Jesus is saying, don't mess with them. (laughs) I love it, because Jesus could have said, don't mess with these kids, because I'll get you. But instead, he says, the angels will get you. You don't even want to enter that realm where I have to punish you in hell for all eternity. I'm just telling you, be threatened by the fact that they have an angel that's powerful. 
that's interceding for them that loves them and that constantly beholds my father's face. Therefore, they have every grace at their disposal for the person that they're praying for, whether it be a child, see children with children, the prayers are more powerful because they're innocent, because they're trusting, because God loves children in a special way. But the fact that we have an angel constantly interceding for us never ends. It lasts until hopefully we are in heaven with them for all eternity, enjoying eternal life together. If we end up in hell, then that angel will, I guess, be assigned to someone else. That's what I've heard. Or go on praying for other things. Um, my story is this. I have so many stories about angels. I love talking about angels. But no, my favorite story that happened to me was I was in college. This is my freshman year at college. And I was coming home for my birthday. And I was upset because I was away at school. I was starting to get homesick and I was really missing the day of my birthday, being with family and loved ones. <clears throat> and I belonged to a youth prayer group that I really love to go to. And so I had a long day of class on the day of my birthday. And I was dealing with a couple things at school that were very heavy, that were very difficult. Uh, and it, you know, it, it was all connected to being homesick. I, there was an issue with the girl. Anyway, there were, there were just some issues going on <laughs> and it was my birthday and I was even more homesick now than ever. And my, the day of my birthday, I had a class schedule that was so long. I started at 8 AM Fridays, my freshman year, I started at eight. I wasn't done till five. I think I had a little time for lunch in there. So I had this really long day. It was just a drudgery to get through this day. It was organic chem and organic chem lab that was four hours long. In addition to some other things, biology, biochemistry, whatever. Anyway, I think there was an English class in there too. But at the end of the day, I got in my car. Luckily I had my car this time because we technically weren't allowed to have our cars on campus, but I had it on the other side of town. I got in the car and I drove three hours to arrive late at my prayer group which, and I told, I called my family and I told them, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll be home later tonight because I want to go to the prayer group. So I went to the prayer group and I enjoyed praying with everybody and I started to unwind a bit and that was nice. <clears throat> and there was going to be a pro-life rosary very early the next morning outside the local abortion clinic, which I would often do. And I felt more emboldened to do this than ever because of the election that was going on at that time. And there was just, just a lot going on. It was very heavy duty and I wanted to be there. And they told me that morning I was in charge and I had to meet everybody at like, I don't know, quarter to six at the church. And here we are now. I'm at my prayer group. It's late at night. I'm starting to relax and enjoy myself. Now it's time to go home. It's still technically the day of my birthday, but it's getting close to midnight. I get home. It's one minute after midnight. My family stayed up. They waited for me. I walk in the door and there they were with a cake because they knew I was homesick and they wanted to celebrate my birthday. So it meant a lot to me. And we sat and we had cake and it's now 1230, one o'clock and we're having cake. And I think I had some gifts to open and it's getting closer to just me being so exhausted. I can't even see straight. It's now about maybe two o'clock and I finally go to sleep. But before going to bed, I remembered, oh, I have to wake up at quarter to six, something like that. And it was even a close, I remember only sleeping three hours. So maybe it was like 2.30 to 5.30. But as I got in bed and I wound up my little alarm clock, I didn't bring my better alarm clock from school with me. I had this little, <laughs> very cheap little alarm clock that I knew I probably wasn't going to hear. 
So as I was going to bed, I thought, you know, I've heard people saying that they pray to their guardian angel, you know, for things like this, waking them up and things like that. I'm going to say, guardian angel, you know, please wake me up. So I said that prayer, guardian angel, I need to get up at 530. Please wake me up. Okay. I fall into a deep sleep around 230. And at 530, I jump up out of bed. I jump so high, I landed on the floor next to my bed to the sound of someone screaming my name. It was like a little kid's voice, but it was extremely loud in my head. And they screamed it so loud, I went flying. And I'm now lying on the floor, breathing heavy, like what in the heck was that? And then I hear ding, 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 this little dinky little alarm clock that was going off at 5.30. And I laughed. I thought, oh yeah, I never would have heard that. But it's good that I'm up. And anyway, I got up, showered. I don't know what I, maybe I didn't shower. I went over to the church, met the people, went over to the clinic. We prayed 15 decades of the rosary. It was nice. A lot of people showed up. Not that it's nice being in an abortion clinic, but it's nice to pray. It's nice to be with fellow believers. And as we were praying the rosary there, and I was feeling good that we were doing this, even though I was exhausted, I thought to myself, oh, I asked my guardian angel to wake me up, didn't I? And that must have been the voice I heard that was so loud. It literally flew me through me out of the bed. Um, So that's my one guardian angel story. But there are many, many guardian angel stories that abound. And I don't know what I would be without my guardian angel. I, I need that intervention, that intercession at all times, as we all do. When we look back at our lives, we're going to see just how incredible it was um, that we had this person in heaven, this angel praying for us and averting all sorts of disasters, hopefully, and hopefully literally leading us to heaven to be in the embrace of our father for all eternity. So we celebrate our guardian angels today, and I ask you all, renew your commitment to praying to your guardian angel, of course, as well as Our Lady, St. Joseph, all of our angels and saints, uh, the, uh, the archangels as well, especially Michael, Gabriel, Raphael. But yes, we have an angel that's specifically there just for us. And how about if we ask all of our angels to pray together today for our good, for the good of souls, for the good of our world. Have a great day. God bless you.